a Telltale Pod production. The Night Princess A gift is not always welcome, and not all wishes can be fulfilled. Beware the desire that may require a sacrifice. When the Queen of the Night knew she was going to have a baby, she whispered to her husband the King, I wish for a daughter whose skin is as dark as night, whose eyes are as silver as stars, and whose hair is as curly black as storm clouds. In due course, the baby was born, and she was exactly as her mother desired. So they named her Desire. They held such a party up there in the night skies, and everyone from the night kingdom was invited. Star maidens and comet princes, night fairies and shooting star warriors, and all the night creatures from the earth below were invited too. Cats and bats, and foxes and badgers, and night jars and owls, all spangled and bangled, and glimmering and shimmering, and glinting with jets and coal and iron, all went to the party to celebrate the birth of Princess Desire. And what a party it was! Each guest brought the little baby a present. The nightingale gave her a beautiful voice. The fox gave her cunning. The owl gave her wisdom. The night flower gave her fragrance. And others bestowed goodness, happiness, compassion courage, and a long, long life. At last it was the turn of the oldest night fairy. She was a grandmother comet who roamed the universe and only made an appearance every one hundred and fifty years. Everyone was happy that she could attend. They saw her zooming through the night sky with her fiery tail, arriving just in time for Desire's party. The Night Queen was thrilled and hoped that the Grandmother's gift would be very special. Grandmother Comet bent over the star-spangled crib and murmured, O beauteous child, to you I give the gift of sacrifice. And three drops of blood fell from her finger onto the sleeping child. Those present pondered the strangeness of this offering. They knew it would be stronger than any of the other gifts, but what did it mean? Now, someone else in the universe was watching. It was the Sun King. He was furious that he hadn't been invited. 
He threw his eclipse cloak over his shining body and decided to attend anyway. This vast, dark, cloaked figure arrived at the palace and demanded entry. The star night watchman quaked with fear and gave way. He was led into the banqueting hall and stood before the king and queen of the night, glowering and terrifying beneath his shadowy cloak. I think you forgot to invite me. His voice crackled like a forest fire. Everyone shrank away as a terrible burning heat emanated from him. We beg your most humble pardon, kind sir, said the Night King. Please forgive our oversight, but I fear it is because we do not know you. Oh, yes, sizzled the Sun King. You know me all right. Am I not the giver of life? Am I not the ruler of the universe? He came before the infant's cradle. Nonetheless, I have brought a gift for the night princess. It is the gift of fire. He drew out a burning hand of flame from under his cloak. Screams echoed round the heavens as, before the horrified guests, the Sun King tossed the brand high into the air above the cot. Then he vanished in a blaze of light. Everyone cringed in terror, blinded and scorched. The flaming brand was about to plunge downwards onto the baby when Grandmother Comet immediately flung herself over desire with open mouth and swallowed it. Thank you, thank you. The Night Queen wept as she realised how she had nearly lost her beloved child. You may thank me now, said Grandmother Comet, her voice bubbling like an undersea volcano. But I warn you, if one single ray of sun ever touches Princess Desire, she will be burned to ashes. Guard her well. Then she sprang upwards and continued on her long orbit, her burning tail stretching for thousands of miles behind her. Year by year, the little girl grew up and the whole universe knew that she was brighter and more beautiful than any star in the firmament. Every night, she was to be seen galloping along the Milky Way on her black mare, Midnight, racing the wind demons. Never far behind was her groom, Dark. It was his duty to protect the princess and make sure she returned safely to the palace before even the thinnest crack of dawn. But the princess was a difficult person to keep up with. She was always so full of curiosity, so daring, playing tricks and sometimes hiding from him. Worst of all, Princess Desire wanted to see the whole world from the ground instead of from the sky. She courted danger by coming down to earth. Every night she rode out on her horse and landed in a different place. She roamed deserts and jungles and meadows and mountains. She went trotting through silent sleeping villages, through vast cities of towering skyscrapers and office blocks, of domes and steeples and minarets, where the lights never dimmed, which, it seemed to her, 
were even more marvellous than the stars in the firmament. Doc was nervous and would say, Princess, princess, we shouldn't come here. The lights of the city might deceive us. Here we may not distinguish night from day. We might be caught out by the coming of dawn. But secretly, Desire longed to see the world by daylight. She discovered that people worshipped the sun. They built temples to him, drew pictures and carved statues to him. So great and all-powerful was the sun, he was nameless. But people called him Ra, Surya, Helios, Kepri, Oriana, or Korshid. There were names for his rays at dawn, for making the skies and the oceans blue by noon, and names for his golden, purple, and orange colours as he faded at evening. She saw great standing stones arranged so that the sun would rise through the arch of one and descend through the arch of another. The altars of the churches always faced east, where the sun rose, and imams in their mosques climbed high, towering minarets, so they could always see the first rays of the sun in the morning, and the last rays at night. She heard songs and hymns and prayers to the sun. Music and dance were devoted to him for every time of the day. All life came from the sun, and some said that he was God himself. More and more desire longed to see this glorious celestial body, to see it rise and set. But, with a sigh, she accepted her parents' rule, that on no account must she ever let one ray of sunlight fall upon her. One night, as she and Dark were galloping across the heavens, she noticed a light bobbing in the darkness somewhere below the earth. What's that? she asked Dark. Just some human carrying a lamp, he replied. Let's go and see, cried Desire, and turned her horse earthwards. The land was strangely bright, but not from sunlight, otherwise Dark would never have let her descend. No, the land was covered in shining snow, and struggling through the drifts was a young farmer holding a lamp, hurrying to attend one of his ewes who was about to give birth. All night long he protected the ewe with his cloak and soothed her as tenderly as a mother would her child, until, at last, a slippery, leggy, wobbly lamb slid out into the world. Its high-pitched bleats rang through the sky. When Desire saw how devotedly the farmer looked after the mother and her offspring, she fell in love with him. Each night she descended to earth and followed him across the fields to tend to his flock, and later as he stumbled home and fell into bed. Each night Desire dismounted and crept up to a window to watch him. Never had she believed such a man could exist. His body was as pale as dawn, his hair as golden as the rays of sun, and his long limbs flowed from him like rivers, and she called him Day, and thought that she could bear never to see the sun or the light of day, so long as she could be with this farmer.
All night long she hung in the ivy and the honeysuckle that grew up the walls. All night long she pressed her face to the window, just gazing upon him, till Dark cried, My lady, we must go, the night is fading. We must leave now before the rays of sun pierce the sky. Reluctantly, Princess Desire would mount her jet-black steed and gallop back into the night, her heart full of love for the farmer. Night after night, she came down to earth and returned to the farm. She watched the man, sleeping, dreaming, or waking to attend his animals when they needed him. She peered, secretly, midnight blue, through the leaves of oak trees, and sprinkled dew across the fields like diamonds. Then, one night, as day bent over a ewe, helping with the birth, two burning green eyes gazed at him through the darkness. A wolf, muscles taut, body poised, crouched low among the trees, ready to pounce on the shepherd and his sheep. Desire saw the danger and immediately flung her night cloak over the farmer so that he vanished from the sight of the wolf. The wolf's howl of bewildered rage echoed around the hills. Desire enveloped the farmer for the rest of the night until Dark told her that it was time to leave. She gazed tenderly at her sleeping mortal. But it's still night. What if the wolf returns? she whispered. I'll stay on guard until daybreak, my lady, Dark assured her. The sunlight can't hurt me, but promise me you will ride immediately to the night palace and not look back. Dear faithful Dark, I promise, and promise me you won't let any harm come to this man. I promise, Dark replied, though in his heart he wished the princess loved him as much as she loved this simple farmer. When the first shafts of light broke through the curtain of the night, Dark unfurled the night cloak from the sleeping farmer, and, like in a purple mist, rose upwards from the dewy fields. In the distance, he saw a young woman hurrying down the lane, with a dog running alongside her. Dark hovered over the fields, watching as she flew across the meadow with a cry. Dear love! My darling! Oh my goodness, are you hurt? And she threw herself down beside the farmer, covering his face with kisses. The farmer sat up and gathered the maiden into his arm, shuddering. I had such a strange dream. At least I, I think it was a dream, he murmured. I was about to be torn to pieces by a wolf when out of the darkness came a shape, beauteous woman, with a face as black as night. Her eyes gleamed into mine like stars. She took my head in her lap and covered me with a cloak of invisibility. She saved my life. Sweetheart mine, murmured the young woman, holding him close. Thank goodness we are soon to be buried. I can work alongside you and protect you. When Dark returned to the night palace, the princess was waiting keenly to hear more about the farmer. Is Day safe? she asked gently. Safe, my lady, he replied, then gently told her about the maiden who was soon to marry the farmer she had saved. 
how Dark's heart ached when he saw the pain in her eyes, the longing and the love she now felt. I must see him again, she wept. Perhaps if he saw me, he would love me and come to our palace in the night sky. The next night, Desire galloped down to earth to the farmer's house. Now that all his lambs were born, Day's routine had returned to waking with the sun. By night, he simply slept, his head thrown back with exhaustion, a faint smile around his lips as dreams flitted across his brow and desire would stare at him through the window. One summer's night it was so hot that he left his window open, and desire slipped over the sill and hovered by his bed, just gazing upon him with love, his pale, bare feet hung over the end of the bed, and she couldn't resist tickling them, for she longed to wake him. And wake he did. With a start, sitting bolt upright, suddenly aware that there was a presence in his room. There, laughing at him from the foot of his bed, was the most beautiful creature he had ever laid his eyes on. It's you! he exclaimed with a sudden recognition. I thought you were a dream. Who are you? I am Princess Desire, daughter of the King of Night, she said. It was you who saved me from the wolf, asked the farmer incredulously. She nodded. Where did you come from? From the firmament, from the stars, from everlasting night, she cried. He looked confused, as though he couldn't imagine such a place. My horse is outside. Come, ride with me, and let me show you where I live. Her black mare pawed at the window, and Desire pulled the farmer onto Midnight's back and sprang up before him, clutching the reins. Go! she cried, patting her horse's head, her voice tinkling like scattering diamonds. Go! At Midnight leapt into the sky and galloped towards the moon, with dark, following sadly after, terrified of the tragedy that might befall his beloved princess, for loving a mortal. She galloped with her farmer day across the night skies, dodging falling stars and the debris of exploding universes. They swam in pools of moonlight and sang with the nightingales. They explored all the nightscapes of the earth and even the inky depths of the oceans. I love you, Princess of the Night. I want you to be my wife. And I have loved you ever since I saw you, she replied. Why don't you come and be my husband, and live with me in the night skies? And we will have the entire firmament at our disposal. I can show you the whole world and its glories if you will come with me. The farmer felt a glow of love and excitement which he had never before experienced, and when they returned before dawn, he begged her to come again. I will, I will, she exclaimed happily. When Dark heard this, he knew he must report back to the king and queen. With a sad heart, he went before them and told of Princess Desire's love for a mortal. He is a creature of the day, said Dark, and though he often works at night, he is a servant of the sun. 
The king immediately ordered Princess Desire to be locked up on the far side of the moon in the Tower of the Winds, which spiralled upwards into the Milky Way. It was a tall, revolving tower from where she could see all the planets and the stars, but which never allowed the rays of the sun to fall upon her. It is for your own safety, my dear, her father told her. You must stay here until we have found you a suitable husband. The princess had servants and friends to keep her company, and music to delight the ear, and any number of amusements, but all these meant nothing to her, and she could only think of her farmer, for whom she pined pitifully. Every now and then the king and queen visited and told her of a suitor who wanted to marry her, but each time Princess Desire shook her head and found excuses not to accept him. A Telltale Pod Production.